This is the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast, episode three. Recorded this one with Bradley Bishop and Jeffrey Charles uh, towards the start of the year. So we speak a little bit about the uh, material that the comedians are doing and you think you'd be happy to know that now that they've turned those into jokes, so you can come and watch them perform uh, material that they talk about in this episode um, at any of the open mics in Canberra. Uh, before we get into it, speaking of open mics in Canberra, we've got um, a few gigs coming up ar- around the Canberra scene so on the 25th of September you've got Boardwalk in Balconnen from eight o'clock next month at the start you've got open mic at uh, treehouse in the city from eight o'clock obviously as you all know we got the basement on the 15th of October um, from 8 p.m so come on down to any of those ones and for now we'll crank out the uh, next episode of the Mikey Worthington comedy podcast thanks for tuning in and thanks everybody for your feedback over the first two episodes only going to get bigger and better so thank you tonight i'm at the basement with some of the local comedians i've got jeffrey charles and bradley bishop that's it boys i had bill macon um for the board certified podcast i know that you've got a podcast as well um what's that one called uh, I've got two. Jeffrey. Yes. Th- oh, thanks. Uh, I got two. So one's called First Impressions. Yep. Where it's kind of like I do bad impressions with my super talented brother-in-law Tony. Yep. And I've got another one that I haven't updated in ages called the Jeffrey Charles Podcast, which is just me basically driving around in my car talking to myself. That that was the uh, you just kind of coined it to get the name so that no one talk it, eh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't coined for quality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They. It's just you just get the placeholder in there. Um, and what about yourself, man? Have you done any podcast stuff before? This is, you guys are taking my podcast virginity, so yeah. oh, cool, you'll man. have to take it gentle. Although I did go to an all-boys school, as you guys know, so <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I can take it rough, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. Right. Well, like, oh, God. Uh, yeah, <laughs> here I was about to be gentle with it, but um, yeah, let's, no, let's go for no gold, Jeffrey. Around, we're getting straight in. I think that um, perhaps um, I would have put Bradley in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I can take it in the end. It's alright. It's Bradley in the middle. It sounds like a really bad '90s sitcom. It does. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like yeah, exactly. But um, so you guys are um from the comedy scene. You're here to perform later on tonight. We're recording this before the first ever um basement open mic. Figured it's good opportunity to use the stage and use the uh, the lighting and everything while we had it booked. So, um, you guys are yeah about to be on the first ever open mic at the basement. Um and I mean, that that means a lot to me also to have people actually rocking up to these things. Uh, it's good to have local comedians hanging out and doing, doing hanging out, doing podcasts and doing comedy. Uh, how long you guys, with starting with you, man, how long you've um, been doing comedy for? Uh, I think I started mid-2013. Um, yep. So I started back in Sydney and I did some open mics. I, probably, I started at um, the Mug and Kettle, which was a former room in Glebe. And then... And then I had kids at the end of that year, so I sort of, I've been sort of on and off for a couple of years, and um, I've done a f- like a couple of shows back in Sydney. And since moving to Canberra, I started doing the open mic scene in Canberra mid twenty eighteen. Sick, yeah, man. And what about yourself, Brad? Uh, I first started in two thousand fifteen. Uh, yeah. Just did a few open mics in Canada. I was living in Vancouver. Yep. And the bar that I was working with had um, some open mic nights on there. And I ended up getting pissed with a bunch of the comedians afterwards and just telling stories about my travels. And they're like, why the fuck don't you do this? And then I was like, I've never even thought of doing it and did three over there. Um, and then just had like a bit of a hiatus off it. Um, always wanted to get back into it, but just with different jobs that I had, it, I always found it hard to get time. But Yeah, okay. 
uh, last year. I uh, like just with the job that I've got now, it freed up my night time. So I've been able to commit to it more over the past nine months. That's definitely one of those things. Hey, like you gotta. I, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, and um, a lot of them say that some of the problem is like your day job gets in the way. Like you can't commit to it if you're if you're working night shifts constantly or whatever. Yeah, you know, I I forgot who who said it. Um. But yeah, it was like uh, one of the comedians that I listened to basically just said like, you're not going to be famous while you're doing night shift at Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah. So um, that that's how it um, how it goes. And it's also another thing is like you got to commit to it if you want to do it. Mm, like, yeah, you know yep. about the confidence on stage and all that sort of stuff, like um, getting getting laughs is all about your body language as well as what you say it's performance yeah 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 i think that um you know like presence can really make up for like if your joke skills aren't as sharp but you have like good stage presence you can kind of get away with exactly uh, certain stuff you're like coming straight out of of me (laughs) (laughs) i've got poor joke writing but just a lot of charisma (laughs) talk about wearing (laughs) slippers or some shit people like what the fuck (laughs) welcome to the club yeah Yeah, man look it's like i mean what what the i think with us all three of us have like at least some things in common and that's like we've got like we've all told stories on stage yeah we have some observational humor um things like that i think that they're fairly staple like um subjects to have in the comedy scene like your observational and your story um there's also like your one-liners and stuff but that's i think that's more of like a more of a niche i I think that yeah yeah I, i agree that i think it is more of a niche thing as well um and just like on my experience with like comedy and stuff i'm still trying to find my comedic style being so young to it or so new to it i should say um there's so many different people that i look at like some of the pros who i wish that like you know you could like take <laughs> a little bit from them <laughs> yeah. it's like oh like i wish i could be angry like bill burr yeah. But yeah like when i get angry people are like why is he being a dick for yeah like, yeah, you know yeah I mean? like, why is he saying like misogynistic things or why is he saying like, oh man certain like i don't know or just whatever it could be like you know what i mean like if i try to do it in their style it never kind of works out dude that's exactly the same man like i um like i draw a lot of inspiration from bill burr but that's because of like like him i'm also a psycho like i also <laughs> have that like he always says like um people walk around as a like a two out of ten angry and like they feel a little bit uncomfortable or whatever he's like me getting out of bed no nothing bad's happened i'm like already at six yeah. <laughs> it's just he's he's um kind of i i don't know what it, he said that like in some of his recent podcasts that he's working on it and stuff like that but it's like it just takes that little thing to like you know and i think that he bring like his stage and to be honest man like after listening to his podcast after years i i think that like his stage persona and like he's not actually a bad like no, some people no, he's a really some people nice just guy. yeah some it's people stick, just, it's yeah, stick. He's like such yeah. a he's like some people see the like his stage presence. Like I've showed people, oh, you got to see this guy Bill Burr. He's like awesome, and a lot of people are like, oh man, he's so angry. It's just like yeah. if you listen to his podcast, you get to know his personality. You know, he's actually a sweetheart, but like 
that's how he portrays his jokes mm. in that in that sense. Yeah, that's like kind of his style. Is like yeah. he's worked on the angry guy. He's he's got that manic energy. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's the kind of you know. Yeah, it's kind of thing like because I think it is his past point. to an extent. Exactly. Like, like, yeah. But you know, if you watch F is for Family, that's loosely based on the seventies that he remembers, and yeah, it's oh, it's totally. And I think also because uh, I'm also a fellow listener of his podcast and um for quite for quite a while, and um and I've been lucky enough to see him live too. And okay, he's awesome. inc- oh, he's inc- yeah. he's incredible. Yeah, he's I haven't seen him live yet. That's well, he's on my draw on my like goal list of oh, he's comedians he's to see live. Yeah, yeah like. Dude, imagine having to follow that guy. Oh man! Oh. <laughs> like, and oh. so Bill Burr just destroys a room, then they call you out. You're like, well, man, fuck. he he told me that. Oh, so he didn't tell me. I feel like <laughs> he, he told me. Did he call you out on the last podcast? <laughs> yeah, 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 man. He's just like, um, he's just like, hey, man, if you're listening, I just thought I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, <laughs> I know you're out there. Know uh, podcast, li- yeah. Likewise, though, I'm just saying, hey, Bill, man, thanks for listening to my podcast. Uh, I just yeah. thought I'd let you know. <laughs> <laughs> just thought I gi- thought I'd give you a quick name drop there, man. <laughs> um, hope the new special sells well um so, <laughs> so um in one of the previous podcasts that i listened to I was basically saying that um in some of the early days of comedy he had to follow some of the big names um that were just drop-ins for the night so he was at a at a um at a venue and um it was like one after the other so it was like you know i, I think the last two before he went on it was like dave Chappelle. And then the crowd's like, can this get any better? And they're like, next up, we've got a guest that you guys um, probably wouldn't have expected. This next guy, massive in the scene. You might have known him from his hit TV series, Seinfeld. Here's Jerry Seinfeld. And <laughs> like, and then the way that Bill said that he cut it when he goes, because he had to go out after that. He just walks out and he's like, yeah, that's right, folks. This is what you're paid for. Like th- you got that as a bonus. Now back to reality. Yeah, old freckles. <laughs> yeah, old freckles. <laughs> man, I, I love I, his self-deprecating. Man, uh, I absolutely feed off that. Man, I think a lot of people kind of do. Like audience members, if you are more inclined to rip on yourself, they feel a little bit safer because it's you saying it. Yeah, that's one definitely. thing I've noticed. Like when I like to try tackle controversy on stage. You have to really hit the nail on the head and like you work that out during open mics and what works and what doesn't. But not to say that it's safer, but I feel like people get a better reaction if you're just ripping on yourself or if it's if you're making fun of yourself. Oh, definitely. Like I yeah, think absolutely. If you Yeah, I know I know literally like we're on a stage right now and we're actually above them, but like if you purport to be above the audience, then you're going to look like an asshole. Whereas I think, yeah, if you go hard at yourself, I think it opens it up. Yeah, it brings you down to their level. Like, when you go up there, they sometimes might say you was the the guy that's up on the stage. But if you just basically, without saying it directly, that I'm um, just like you guys, yeah. makes you more relatable. Now, some acts are different, though. They actually want to... They'll, they'll put themselves at a higher level. Um, I don't know, to... Like after they've been doing it for a while, they can do that. Like if you're doing crowd work or whatever, you want to display that, y- like, that I'm a professional and I can do this. You know, you might have something to to show by being like, I can do anything with anyone ever says. But if you're like, I'm just like all of you, then they might be like, well, how's he going to pull this off then? If he's like me, I can't do it. So how's he going to? I think comedy has to be genuine. Like, and I think you've got to be genuine to. I mean, obviously, it's not always true because yeah. you know we're we're creating scenarios and and metaphors and so forth 
in order to convey what we want to convey. And like, and to your point earlier, Bradley, where you were saying like, you know, you want to bring forward a challenging idea. So you're going to probably, you know, bring yourself down so that you can put forward that, you know, that argument and that narrative. But I, I saw, um, I guess I'm just purporting that I'm basically like a comedy fan here. But I, I um, yeah, we get it. You yeah. can afford tickets. Yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> I, oh, look, I, I'm rich. It's, 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 this is how it is. I do this for fun. Um, but I went. I saw Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, you don't do this for the money. Oh, <laughs> no, definitely not. Anyway, um, so yeah. you seen Seinfeld? So I saw Seinfeld when he toured, and it was you know it was not cheap. Like, and it was really good. Like, I knew. Look, I knew I was going to see Jerry Seinfeld, so I was going to see that style and whatever. But he, you know, he, he was doing it like a twenty thousand seat stadium, and I was like, what? You know, I was watching him on a screen. Yeah, like it was like you know watching a little ant Seinfeld, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, like uh, you know, he was he didn't go like you know I'm just all like you. It was like it was like watching a god down there. Yeah, like you know, I think at that point he is though. Like the thing that amazes me about him is how he just does it so cleanly. Like yeah, not only in terms of his delivery. He's clean, like he never, he never swears. Dude, I like I say, I swear before I even know that I've coming out. People are like stop swearing. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, cunt? Yeah, dude, just I like, you just swore three times. Man, this is part so of your vernacular. Yeah. Sorry. Oh man, like I said, like if anyone's seen on, on my Facebook page, I uploaded a video of when I went down to Melbourne. And the funny thing, I did a few mics when I was in Melbourne um, last year, and um, man. I went to this one mic um, apartment comedy um, and the place is laid out like it's got, like it's an apartment, it's got a bathroom which is the stage, like there's a bathtub behind you while you're on stage, yeah, yeah. and um, like, the, you know, it's got like the, the dining room and the bar and the, the other things and like... I didn't know where I was on the sign-up sheet because I went in, signed up, and then a different dude that did the sign-up was the MC. So I sat in the front row because I didn't know when I was going to be called, yeah? Mm. So the MC, which is good banter, was just doing all of his crowd work on me because I was, like, in the front row. Yeah. And I'm copping it the whole time, and he doesn't know that I'm getting up later. Um, so, yeah, I get to the point where it's, like, the, the MC calls my name, and then the dude that he's been riffing on the whole time stands up. The crowd's already like, oh, shit. I grab the mic and that's when the video starts. It's just me grabbing the mic saying, all right, it's my turn, motherfuckers. And then that's the video on my Facebook page that you see after that. And, man, it's the first time my mum's ever seen me do comedy. (laughs) It was that video when I was, like, hot. Yeah. And uh, she's like, I want to support your comedy, but I just couldn't get through it. There was too much swearing. And I was like, oh, mum, look, it's not all like that, you know. Um, But, yeah, it's just sometimes you'll just... If I if I come in hot, I'll swear more. If I'm hitting a subject that I really want to like drive home, I'll like I'll I'll swear inadvertently just yeah. because I'm proving a point. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's hard to keep it clean. Well, I, I don't swear on stage. Yeah, it's hard. Like I mean, I, you know, because I guess I've got a you know I teach as a day job and I've got kids as well. So I think not that that precludes you from swearing because I I you know there's occasions where I swear in my personal life, but. I think I had to kind of like make those choices early on because I started doing comedy when I was already working full time in a career, and yeah, so yeah. yeah. So but that was that was. Um, I guess you got to make choices based yeah. around that. And yeah. Like the positive thing is you have a career, whereas. <laughs> yeah. People so like me, they're like, "Dude, you're a fucking idiot." Yeah. Well, I've got it for now. For now. Go say whatever the fuck you want on stage, man. It's like that's true. If you, yeah. if you, um, yeah, if you want to be able to afford to see Seinfeld. 
uh, become a teacher, man. <laughs> well, yeah, it's you not know, hard. It's, it's got its positives. Like, good holidays, good holidays. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're on holidays at the moment, aren't that's you? It, baby. Yeah, so. that's um, the dream. That's yeah. That's that's what's up, man. Like to be honest, I remember when I was in school. Like yeah, we all remember school. Like used to, we, dude. When you were at school, did you yeah. ever go like, oh man, I'd hate to be this teacher, and now you are? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's sort of. I just, <laughs> I just fell into it. Like you know, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, you started off as friends, and then you just became. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I didn't I, expect I really, to fall madly in no, love. No, no. <laughs> I just yeah, it was one of those things. Like I settled. I think I settled. You, settled, you know, like oh, I settled with teaching. No, I really enjoy it. Like it's great fun, but I just. I I lit I literally I had the I had the marks to go and do law and I didn't and then I really regretted that for a little while but then over time I was, I'm I'm really happy with it now okay. but there was a period and that's actually when I started doing stand up where I was yeah. like you know I I think I taught for like five six years yeah. and I was really like oh I don't know if I you know want to do yeah, this yeah. and then. I was, I was literally, I was about to apply for the, like, the Masters of Law or whatever and retrain as a lawyer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and my dad's a lawyer, so that's probably, you know, part of, you know, I'm, like, following Hamlet's Ghost or whatever doing that. Yeah. And then, um, and last literary illusion. And, uh, and then, and then, yeah, and then somebody said, oh, you know, have you ever thought of doing stand-up? Because cause I was like, you know, I'd always be cracking jokes in the class to get through and, and cracking you jokes. Test material. <laughs> oh, totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. got like, you do know, you, I, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, you don't make you don't make your your whole teaching career material, but there's definitely times teachers do it all the time. Yeah, all the time, and I think a lot of them are just unaware that they're doing it. But yeah, because you know, you know, you're sick. teaching Romeo and Juliet for like the fifteenth time or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. and then you're gonna go, oh, yeah, what do you think about you know? Yeah, and then you just go into that mode. So yeah, just yeah. start riffing because you're sick of your material. I don't, have a, I don't have a serious bone in my body and th- another reason I don't think I could be a teacher is because there would be kids out there that are 100% smarter than what I am. I'd be paranoid that I'd be writing something <laughs> on the board and I'd just misspell it. <laughs> They'd just be calling me out and be like, hey, that's not how you spell that Always word. Get I, do th- I do that. Yeah, dude, I remember that yeah. happened to teachers all the time at yeah. school and like some little nerd like points out that he misspelt something yeah dude I but like thinking back now it's like yeah he had a bender on the weekend yeah. like leave the man alone he's gonna no put comment. up with your <laughs> <own>. <laughs> he's, he's gonna come down right now he's gonna he's, he's teaching yeah, Pythagoras' yeah. theorem he's just like fuck oh, dude it's he a triangle can't, he yeah. can't spell it's hypotenuse give the man a break yeah. dude man we we had a substitute teacher from Romania and um like <laughs> dude it was just we would just constantly like the class would because automatically and you'd know from school man like you get a sub it's like all right we can chill like oh thanks miss last last class for the day i'm pretty keen to relax i'm glad you could come in and help me do that you know and we'd have students that would say i went to a pretty rough school um you know and this uh substitute teacher from romania is like trying to teach us chemistry and stuff like that and um and and one of the kids just goes miss do you believe in Dracula? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And um, instead of just brushing it off, like most teachers be like, have you got your book out? No, well, like get your book out. You know, that's what you'd mm. normally do. Well, like we used to get dudes in class that would be like, yeah, I have, I've got my book, Miss, but I haven't got a pen. How do you expect me to write this if you don't give me a pen? Like you get like uh, feedback yeah. like that to the teachers. People just riffing on them. We used to uh, talk like, oh, so, oh, so, yeah. your, so your lace is undone. Like just people riffing on the teacher. Anyway, it's like heckling basically. So like <laughs> um, she fully goes into like, look, Dracula was based on Vlad Tepes. Vlad Tepes was an actual guy. <laughs> um <laughs> 
and gave us. He was a good like. Good things, bad just, things. Impale she, people. She used to call Golo the supermarket. Like she was kind of a little bit not like <laughs> adhered to our culture. No. Um. So she goes into the full like oh, no. everything and um basically goes through this whole thing and. The dude just goes, yeah, so do you reckon he's real, miss? <laughs> After <laughs> the whole explanation. Minutes. And um, she goes, she sort of just goes, get on with your work sort of thing. After the full explanation, she stopped. She realised that we're just fucking with her. And um, substitute goes away. After, like, the next, next, next time we had that class, it was with our actual teacher. Teacher goes, oh, so how was the sub? Same dude just goes, oh, miss, yeah, there's something wrong. Like, we said Dracula wasn't real and she cried and left. <laughs> uh, yeah. I had, I had a class that used to play April Fool's pranks on me, like, in the first oh, school yeah. I taught it, which and was a small September, school. September, which was <laughs> nice <laughs> <Yeah. music>. yeah. <laughs> Get off the acid, kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They just hadn't changed the calendar on the wall. We had, um... <laughs> Dude, I, we used to torment this one math teacher that we had, and we we're probably in year—I was year eight, I think—at this time, and that's when like Nokia's just started getting like that polyphonic ringtone. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'd get uh, one of the other students' glasses case, and he would put his polyphonic ringtone in that glasses <laughs> case, <laughs> and then he'd get somebody to call it, and he'd have it on loud. <laughs> And the polyphonic ringtone was push-up, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, like, we'd move this glasses case from just table to table and, like, call it. And he'd come running over to your table and he'd be like, you young man, like, I know it's you. And he'd, like, make you get up and empty your pockets. But we're all so clued on, right? So, like, I give my phone to Jeffrey when I get the glasses case, yeah. right? So then as soon as he comes over harassing me, I'm like, dude, I don't even have a phone. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? And he never noticed that this little glasses case <laughs> was getting moved. Dude, we'd fuck with him all the time, sing happy birthday every day to, like, somebody else. That's happened to me. Oh, dude, kids oh, are man. such kids shit. Kids are horrible. Kids are horrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Like, I remember we had a um, we had a substitute teacher um, maths class where it was like you, you couldn't leave until you've done your work, even if it was like lunch or whatever like i was i was in that class with, with all the like add kids like i was one of the add kids that would just be in the group with all the other ones yeah just licking your elbow and yeah, just, just like mark do the equations like oh, no it was it was legit it's like a great it, elbow though it, it, no it tastes good i think it's I, mustard. I would constant i would constantly just get report cards that were just like we know he can do this he just doesn't want to and he gets distracted so easily I, i've always liked making people laugh and yeah. class yeah. to me was the ultimate stage. Yeah, just make just making people laugh and being the like the class clown like that 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 group like that class was basically a super group of all the class clowns and I was the class clown of that class. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, See, and you, like in, oh, sorry, in special know. ed as well, they're just like so kind. Like they get the kindest <laughs> oh, like, people on the planet. Dude, I wasn't in like special ed. I was like, yeah, it was like at this like point. Like nine, seven maths or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like the, it's like they, they don't do A, B, C, D, but like if they did, it would be the F. Like class, yeah. You know what you were doing? You were emceeing that class. I was emceeing <laughs> that class, yeah. You're like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's so, a show coming about up in the Matt? basement in about uh, seven years. There you go. Right. So, uh, ch- check me out. I'll be at the basement first tu- third Tuesday of every me. month. Yeah. yeah, man, just picture me with like a beard third Tuesday of every month in uh, 2019. Yeah, so how about maths? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal with maths? Uh, 
Uh, so yeah, you were saying you used to get uh, April Fool's jokes. Oh, yeah, what, was, yeah. what was one that you had, man? Um, they did one where they turned the clocks like forward. So like, so it was um, <laughs> like, I, and I didn't like I, a bad. It's a bad habit. Like I don't wear a watch, and um, and this was, I think that I just didn't carry my phone with me or whatever. I didn't have it with me. So and they, they didn't want to see what Paul phone you had. So oh no, like I did. No, no. Literally the, the first time I had this piece. No, no. Of crap. But you remember, like you remember, right? Yeah, yeah. When you're in school, you don't want them to judge you. So you oh. like, well, I would. Well, don't become a teacher, basically. No, yeah. so like, <laughs> no. But like, what I mean is like if. From a student's point of view, we'd pick at the weak point. So if you pull him out, if he pulls out like an iPhone 5S, you're like, oh, sir, not paying you enough. So like you Uh, don't carry your phone so that they can't possibly criticize that thing. Although that happened because I I left, I had some, you know, piece of crap Nokia because I'm a cheapskate and um, and I left it in the room and this this uh, uh, science teacher Craig he was just like he was just like this isn't a real phone he literally chucked it in the bin and one of the kids really kindly took it out and go here's your phone sir I'm like what and he's like oh Craig threw it in the bin and I was just like what the hell so then I stopped taking it to class now they turned the clocks forward and I just let them out like so I was just like oh wow jeez I'm like so they only moved it forward like 15 minutes or something like that yeah it was like 20 so minutes it wasn't, yeah. like <laughs> it wasn't a full yeah, it was a full hour of course yeah I just think of that because like but no they moved See, it they forward. didn't get greedy yeah. <laughs> well no no but it was full hour that'd be the end of the period I'd be like what I'd walk in, in I'd be like oh wow it's you know it's three fifteen. Like <laughs> no, so it, went quick. no, so it was like it was something. It must have been half an hour. Yeah. I've I've really I've I've pretty much blacked out most of that first year of teaching because it was so bad. But um, but yeah, like they just did that to me. There was another time where they stole all the markers. So like they went into the room in advance because I used I wouldn't take whiteboard markers with me. I, they just have them in the room. Mm. And the etiquette is like you leave them for the next teacher, etc. Mm. Don't mess up the room, all that kind of stuff. Which ba- which barely anyone adheres to. But anyway. You do. And you're like you're like the good guy. Teacher well, you're tra- that yeah, I was. I was. Over. Yeah, and like, yeah, exactly. That was me, pretty much. Um, just a loser. And uh, and then um, and then yeah, and then they took all the markers, and I'm like, where are the markers? And they're like, April Fools. I'm like, you're tickets. So yeah, I just. <laughs> and there was another one where like I think I lost it at this class, like because like you know they were just so bad, and they and I didn't realize they just didn't want to work. Yeah, like it wasn't. I think it was my first. It was my first full time job, and yeah. um, and I didn't realize like there were probably you know. 10% of the class who really wanted to do well and the, yeah. and the other 90% were just like, whatever, you know. We I was we the 90%, but I could have been the 10. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could, if I wanted to, I would have been in the ones that did well. If I just I, didn't have the attention span. Yeah, if I liked the subject, I did well at it. If I didn't, I would just draw in the back of the book. Yeah. Like, hey man, I won't disturb you from your shitty teaching, but I have no interest in what you're talking about. So I'm just going to sit out the back here. I'm going to draw some shit. And come the end of semester, I'm going to probably get a C. I'm going to wing it. I'm going to study for like five minutes. And uh, you know what? That was I'll me, be man. good. Take that C, walk away. Straight yeah. C's. Yep. Dude, the worst thing is if I sat next to someone that I wanted to talk to, man, I get distracted. Like, dude, I, I remember when I was in primary school, they sat me next to the smart kid and I brought his grades down. Like, they thought it would, have, like, bring me up because uh, he was under specific instructions to not talk to me. Just I was at the end of the row. He was next to me. Don't talk to him. He'll try and talk to you. Just ignore it. It was like I was like Medusa. Don't look. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't look him in the eye. <laughs> you become entranced. Do you have a yeah. shield just randomly? Yeah, just just, like he's <laughs> just like looking at the reflection <laughs> and the, the 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 weird owls flying around. <laughs> That, I, that weird that's, a, that's a very strange school. I, yeah, so I had some friends that did some. Sorry to cut. Oh you no, on. it was Clash of the Titans. Was the punchline? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Academic Titans. Sorry, had, go some, on. had some friends at school who were the year above me, and <clears throat> they were some genuine like characters. Man, they were always taking the piss. 
uh, and when we got to year 11 and 12, we'd get study periods or free periods and um, he would, yeah, he'd get a free period and they've gone across the road and they've gone to like a butcher. They ended up getting a bunch of seafood and like fish and they had these, you know, the, it looks like shredded newspaper roof yeah. and you can just like push it yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Particle board news, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like got asbestos in it. So yeah. he's it's like, is it, was it a public school? No, no, it was oh. a private oh. school. No, maybe it didn't have asbestos. I'm not used to not having asbestos in in my <laughs> classrooms. Yeah, well, I've heard that asbestos makes you learn better. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I've, heard that I've done the field work and it does not. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the water system as well. Just gives yeah. you a weird yeah. cough. Yeah. Yeah. it just yeah. gives you a weird cough. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so they've thrown this fish like as far as he could. And then he's thrown another one as far as he could. And our school was divided into, like, house groups. Mm. So, like, you know, this was one specific house where they'd done this in. And every time he'd walk into that corridor, you'd be like, what the fuck is that smell? Yeah, yeah. But they did it, like, a week before school holidays. So then we went away for two weeks. So then when we came back after that two weeks, the smell of fish was just, like, heinous. And teachers were freaking out. They're like, where the fuck is that smell coming from? <laughs> so they're making kids, like, evacuate their lockers, like, take shit out, like, trying to look for it. <laughs> they had no idea. They couldn't find this fish for weeks until, <laughs> like, I think one of the um, cleaners was just like, I think they've put it in the roof. And oh, <laughs> I was just man. Like, oh, man. Like, that's such a spiteful little prank. But, like, every time I walked in there, like, I s- it smelled so bad. But a part of me just pissed myself laughing. Because oh, yeah. I was like, that's <laughs> terrible. I was a I was a house master or like year master at one of the it's schools. It's like the teacher equivalent of a dungeon master. Uh, I don't know how to. Yeah, I'm like, like for dungeons. Had, had oh, dungeons and dragons. Masters. I thought you meant. I was just like, oh, I don't know if I should keep talking. Yeah, yeah, no. It's <laughs> oh, but so d- come on, man. We went through this. He's trying to keep his career. <laughs> <laughs> good thing I You'll use. Good thing I use a student us, um, <laughs> with photo. Yeah, as well. Um, no, so there was there was a locker in. One of the rooms, like this homeroom where I taught history to year nine. It's always, it's almost always year nine. Um, and um, this one locker was called the ecosystem. It was a spare one in the room, and they used to just shove like just fruit and food in there. Oh, and no. and the there ecosystem. was a whole, yeah, and it was like literally. <laughs> I should, I have never done a bit on this. I should. You definitely and, uh, should. And like, man, that's <laughs> hilarious already. And uh, at some point over months, like it, just like the fish thing, it really smelt, you know, terrible. Yep. And little fruit flies were getting out through the little gap in the lock. <laughs> no. and, and they told, and I'm like, what the hell's with these flies? And they said, oh, sir, it's the ecosystem. I'm like, oh, the <laughs> ecosystem. And they were like, sir, you know, you're cool. Like, don't tell, don't tell the other teachers. I'm like, I won't. That's cool. Like, and so eventually, the other guy I was sharing an office with, he goes, oh, people keep complaining about the flies in this room. I'm like, I don't know what's what's going on there. Yeah. He's like, let's go and do it. So then Steve opens up the locker and then just wave of fruit flies. Oh. Just engulf him. He's like, oh, oh, oh. Dude, I'm and I'm just like, and I'm, I'm having, sorry, I'm just trying to, I'm having to feign shock. I'm like, oh my god, but like, <laughs> I let those flies like germinate for at least another month. Like, oh. you know, it was the yeah. ecosystem, man. Yeah. That's good. The ecosystem. I, I like how I like how the the students tricked you into not telling anyone. By being like, oh, you, you're one you're of the cool, cool. like they you're like, cool. cool. like, yeah. like they like stroke that. Yeah, it's like, validation. It's yeah, validation. yeah. Just you want to be validated. Yeah, every like, teacher wants to be a cool teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I might not have been one of the cool kids when I went to school, but I've come back and now I'm one. You like selling to kids <laughs> booze, giving them bags. Well, I was uh, none of that, but yeah, <laughs> I just I just kept I just kept the ecosystem on the DL. Um, there was a kid at our school, and he had the most horrific smelling backpack. And every day on the bus, we're like, bro, you fucking stink. And you know when 
like someone becomes so used to the bad smell that they don't smell Notice that it, yeah. smell. They're just like, what the yep. fuck are you talking about? And he's just like, he was in denial for months. And we're just like, dude, I guarantee you, it's you that fucking smells. Yeah. He's like, it's not me, man. And he's just like, I showered this morning. I put deodorant on. I'm like, something about you, bro, fucking stinks. And we had those multi-layered like Christian backpacks yeah. for school. So there's like four fucking compartments. Yeah. And... Uh, Anyway, like, one day he's, like, going through his bag at his locker. We're in the same house. And he pulls out, like, one of those little moves. Yeah. And, dude, this flavoured move had been in his backpack for, honestly, months. And it had, like, curdled. And the smell was, like, escaping the bottle. That's horrible. And he smelt like that for months and had no idea that it was him. Oh, that's tragic. Oh, dude, it was, like, thinking about it now makes me want to fucking project Man, that dude is just... That's just some next level, like, oh, denial as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just terrific. Oh, is Smelling like off milk. Oh. Yeah. Flavoured off milk. Flavoured off milk. Yeah. Man, that's, that's that's crazy. That's just, that's like next level crazy. Let's, um, we'll wrap it up, like, with, a, with that <laughs> with one. With something a little bit more positive <laughs> than flavoured milk, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I love that. You should do a bit on flavoured milk, boy. And you've got the ecosystem. That's right, I want to hear more go. on that. But um yeah, thanks for coming along and doing the uh, podcast first ever time at the basement. Uh, we got people already rolling up, so it's we'll wrap it up with that. And um, li- like yeah, you guys, you've got a Facebook and Instagram page, don't you? For uh, your comedy, yeah. So I've got on Instagram b dot bishop comedy. Yep, uh, I am Jeffrey Charles. Cool. All right, with the J. Right. Um, and you've also. Got uh, Marky Worthington comedy um, on. What have I got? Um, Facebook, Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes for the podcast. Cool. Um, Thanks for having me. Thanks Thanks for having us. And let's see how this uh, first night of comedy goes. Sounds good. Cool. Thanks.